she's been telling me what's been happening across so I've been encouraged um, I work for a charity that supports homeless people and vulnerable people and uh, it, Pauline and I decided a few months ago that we would start to bless the finances of the charity which was in a little bit uh, of a downward spiral we felt that that was right and that the change around has been absolutely phenomenal I have to say not millions of pounds haven't come in and people have been working hard within the charity. But just one little snippet is that if our homes are 92% occupied, we break even. If it's above, we get a little bit of extra. If it's below, we lose money. And when we started blessing, the occupancy was at 84%. Uh, today, it's at 95.4, something like that, which is just amazing. And alongside of that... One of my five is my boss, who's the chief executive of the charity, um, and uh, and uh, he asks me questions about God and the Bible all the time. And I have to say, and, and you can tell me off if you like, I get to the point where I say, look it up yourself. You can Google it as well as I can Google it. He's seen answers to prayer through the charity, and he's this close, or I don't know where he is, to knowing God himself. And he said to me a few weeks ago, he'd like to meet with my vicar. And so I said, well, we're opening a cafe in our parish. Come to, come to that. So he, he came along, and uh, he said to my vicar, I understand you're leaving in July. I expect you'll miss people. And my vicar said, yes. He said, I should miss people like Joe because we're on the same page. And, um, and my boss said, well, I'm not on the same page as you guys. I thought, yes, yes. Anyway, so then my vicar took the initiative and started talking to him about Jesus. But then he was interrupted. And he said, we must get together again. And that hasn't happened. And I, I, when somebody was saying today about boldness, on Monday I'm going to go in and say, Give your life to the Lord now. Just sit down in that place. <laughs> so thank you. Thank you for your encouragement. Wow, yes. Round of applause. Recognising harvest opportunities, this phrase, we're not on the same page, could be a phrase that Joe could pick up on again. Uh, because she says, oh, you know, I'm going to go and say this. But it, I'm sure that there will be a lead-in in the conversation. But that now, ping, we are all going in our heads, aren't we? Oh, a phrase like that could lead to a harvest opportunity. So let's just stretch our hands towards Joe, And we just agree with the purposes of God for Joe's boss. We see the signs of ripeness for harvest and we bless you, Joe, that you will have grace to know how to do the next step and you will be able to do it. And thank you, Lord, in advance for good news of salvation to this man. Amen. Amen. Pauline. Can you think of a good news story to share? Um, yes. The last time I was here, Heather, it was a few months ago, wasn't it, when there was a session here, and I shared how in our hell hop in Bishopdown, one person, our neighbours, our, our, one of our people, their neighbour, had come to faith, and she'd gone to another church, because, which was right, because we hadn't um, got the, really the wherewithal to, to, to feed her. 
and how she'd had a terrible history of, of children taken away into care, drugs, alcohol, everything, parents, terrible, all that sort of thing. And we heard she'd gone to this other church and we lost track of her for ages. And then we heard that she was actually in a, one of the homes that Joe's Charity um, uh, runs and um, things were going great and she bumped into the people in Isle Hop again and she was chatting away and, and they said she was unrecognisable as to what she'd been before and um, just taking the opportunities I um, on my fives um, three, two are local but three are others who I volunteer with in another place, a sort of workplace and I was doing a photography course and um, one of the people, I sort of felt mm. and um, she was quite um, upset in the car park after one morning because um, we'd heard a, a story, a very tragic story although with a good outcome from uh, the other person who was on our course uh, and this person just poured out her heart to me about how she'd lost her son through drowning age of 22 just three months previously and how upsetting it was, etc., etc. And I sort of listened. That's my, that's my calling, as it were. And, um, and so I said, we must meet up again for coffee. We haven't managed it. But um, as, I, as we each got into our own cars, something said to me, do this. And I said, Mitch, would you like me to pray for you? They're thinking, no, you know, she's got weird ideas about what's after life, etc. And she said, yes, please, do. So I'm meeting, uh, we've got a review session next Tuesday, and I'm hoping to be able to set up to meet with her again on a more regular basis. So grab the opportunities. There's a boldness theme coming through. Oh, also. Also, um, looking for signs um, I started blessing her and then two weeks ago she suddenly said do you know I think I'm coping with his loss a bit better than I expected to that is really really good fantastic I'm going to take some more good news in a moment so keep thinking what it is that you could share um, but I, I'm going to tell two short stories one of them is a shared story, really, with Becky and others here, uh, which is that um, Becky was part, well, she, she was a manager of a community cafe in the town of Poole, and an LHOP um, met in the top of the, the upstairs room of the cafe. And this continued for quite some time, a couple of years, three years. And they were active in blessing the high street and so on. And then the time came and that cafe closed down and it's been taken over, uh, another nice cafe and everything, but it doesn't have the same um, Christian route to it that, that Becky's did. But we are part of a team that have started to go into Pool to intentionally share the, the gospel through treasure hunting, through doing... Um, prophetic words, spiritual readings, and praying for the sick. And uh, one day, Becky went into the cafe with Leo. Was it? No. You say it. Um, actually, um, my friend Leo, we were just saw a lady down an alleyway beyond the cafe, down the alleyway near the job centre, having a cigarette. 
and he had a word for her so we went and gave her the word it was about her family and it really resonated and then I just saw in my mind's eye I saw her behind the counter of the cafe and I just said you run this place don't you and she said yes so that's how it started yes well actually she's been there since the beginning I thought she was brand new because I started to talk about just went off it was the holy spirit i just started talking about the what we used to do there in the kingdom of dark kingdom of light and i said people the people who took it over they used to allow things go uh, there was like clairvoyant or something in there and how that can how how different it might have been because i thought they'd just taken it over i don't know why i assumed that i think they'd redecorated yeah so anyway we had a really good conversation and, and she i said would you like us to come in and bless your business and she said yes, and she opened every single door through the building for us. And then um, we, were, we were able to pray around the whole building again, and it was really easy to to um, clear it out and just bring his presence in there. And then we went into the back of the cafe, and I, I felt very a real heaviness, and uh, noticed, as I said, Holy Spirit, what is it? And she just showed me this sign, which was for tarot reading, and they'd had a tarot reader in the back. Um, so I said, I, I can't deal with it. And she said, oh, and she said, yeah, I know. She says, you could deal with that. She, I said, I could pray here, but obviously if you're going to have them back, I don't want to do that. She said, and then I said, would you be up for us doing some spiritual readings? I hadn't even no idea why I said it. I didn't know this is something that you wanted to do. I just said, would you be up for us doing spiritual readings here? But we would be connecting with, with the kingdom of light. We'd be connecting with God. Um, and they were really open to that. And they said, well, but what about the heaviness and the darkness? And then she went, ah, but you can deal with that, can't you? So she'd already got that concept. Anyway, then um, Heather, I found out that one, you wanted to do spiritual reading, so I've been able to connect Heather. We've been down there, we've met her, we've actually done it once. And the guy who was very sceptical, at the end of it, we went to chat to him after we'd done the spiritual readings, and he was like oh, you can come any time you like, we'll give you free drinks. She said, the atmosphere here is amazing. Um, or any time you want to come and do spiritual readings, please come. And, and he said, and it's so much nicer. When that tarot reader comes, well, she just makes me feel miserable. And she's just moaning. And, and it was just really lovely. Like they, they really saw the difference. And we go in every week now and have a coffee, chat to him, and it's just slowly building relationship. So they've both received... Uh, words of encouragement from God and they've given us permission to put up an A board to put up a poster to take over a coffee table uh, which we put these beautiful postcard pictures on that are the the way that people start to engage with us to receive their prophetic word and is happy for us when our school starts in September to take students to, to go to their cafe to practice listening to God and blessing people so that's amazing when all of that first started all those years ago we had no idea how everything would unfold but a blessed place you know has opened up for new opportunities so well done for blessing all those years ago Becky they're really open now and they're watching and they're asking questions and Anna Marie went in because she's from Switzerland and they both lived in Switzerland and they've she's connected haven't you with them and it's just like God's really doing something we've just been really like careful just listening just taking our time seeing what Holy Spirit's saying and but I really believe they're marked (laughs) 
just because I heard that she's from Switzerland, I bought a little toy and um, because we are going out to see my family. And I said to her, oh, I'm taking this to Switzerland. She said, you're Swiss? I said, yeah. And she said, where are you? I asked, where are you from? She said, from Luzern. I said, so am I. So I said, where are you from in, in Luzern? She said, from Seetal. I said, so am I. <laughs> and by then, they both couldn't believe it because they lived there for years. And we had a lovely chat. And I can see how... You see, we were part of this local house of prayer in there. It's amazing. What, look, uh, and, and it keeps going. Well, I'm just thinking of what you noticed. Um, there's a lot of people that are being drawn to the cafe that have got some sort of need or like they're in wheelchairs or they've got extra needs and it still seems to be drawing people who've got a need and I'm having great conversations with people who are coming in as, as guests, as, like visitors as well. So I just feel like God really wants to do something there and just watch this space. It's a good place for a miracle to happen. Yes, uh, totally different scale, but it's still good news because I know that some of you go through seasons where you think, can we keep this going? How is this going to be sustained? And um, this last year, uh, I was traveling to Kent uh, most weeks for two days away and it really took a big chunk of my time. And the days that the course was on in Kent clashed with when my LHOP regularly would meet and that could have been a time where things could have really fallen down um, but with Joe's help we found another local house of prayer uh, in the next village who uh, instead of meeting Thursdays as we did meet on a Wednesday they agreed that we could merge for the year and uh, it's not only kept the LHOP going, it's become a really valuable relationship, hasn't it, to do. Uh, and so I just mention this uh, because sometimes your circumstances change. Uh, somebody moves away that you've been doing this with and you think, oh, is that going to be the end of it then? But there is a solution. And we asked the Lord for that and worked out a way of sustaining it. And to me, that's good news as well. Um, one more piece of good news till quarter two and then we'll do question and answer. Something else you've noticed God is doing. Oh, two people. So can you do one minute and one minute? Well, I just find we were saying last night about boldness. I mean, I haven't got a problem with that at all. And all I would encourage people to say is, do you know what? What is the worst that can happen? Yeah. If you don't ask, you don't get I have eight brothers, and if I didn't get in there for the cake, I'd had it, you know. And again, just encourage people, it's like um, just over the years, that things are changing, you know. But God goes before us, he prepares the way, you know. We have, it's not even our job, he's already done it. And you know what, I ask people if they like prayer, nobody ever says no. I've never had anybody say, oh, don't you talk to me like that, or oh, never, not once, ever. And I've got a Scottish accent, yeah. you know. Maybe that's why. <laughs> well, maybe they're a wee bit scared, I don't know. <laughs> Thank you. Joy. 
Tony and I came on the last training day and uh, we haven't f- sort of formally worked through the LHOP style, but just the understanding of blessing people uh, made quite a quantum change in our thinking because we've been approaching our community as if it's important to get them saved and hit really lots of brick walls. And so the concept of blessing, without actually doing it with the five people, uh, the first week I was coming out of the house to go to a prayer meeting and the three workmen's vans opposite um, outside the village green and they called across the road to me and said, good morning, have you got any words of wisdom for us about what's going on in our world? And I've (laughs) never been given that kind of platform to share with anybody Um, Then um, a couple of weeks after that, we had a letter put through our letterbox from a lady who lives opposite and um, actually wanting to buy our church, and that was the route in, but talking about her family and just responding backwards and forwards with emails, but she's just so getting ready to, to talk Um, We had some other neighbours who invited us in to have a look around their garden and we said, you must come around and see ours. And in the conversation when we were having cream tea with them, we discovered that she is a born-again Christian. We've lived in the same road, six or seven houses away, uh, for 20 years and and didn't know. And her um, grandmother, apparently, is one of the best evangelists in Scotland. And... um, and so we've just found green shoots popping up all over the place. Um, we haven't started properly yet. <laughs> God has. He's setting it up step at a time. So we promised some question and answer time, didn't we? So have any of you come with a question that you thought, oh, if I guess a moment I want to ask about this, or how do we... Bleep, bleep, bleep got a question thank you Um, I'd like to get Roy's reaction to um, it sounds very arrogant and that God can't do without me but I find the business about reviewing one's five every five weeks rather um, I find that difficult Um, I suppose half of me says I'm letting them down if I stop I know I should hand them over to God and it's his business. And if I haven't seen any result of the blessings yet, that's weakness on my part. So what do we do if we've been blessing our five people for a period of time? Uh, Yeah. Uh, I would say if if it would be a little bit harder to stop, then stop. If, if you would find it hard to stop, don't stop. Just keep going. Just Okay? So the idea isn't that we change it every five weeks. It's that when we do the review, we assess how we think it's going. Um, do, do we find that we're, we're comfortable in what we're doing with these people? And, wh- and one five-week period is far too short to begin to review actually it's just getting into the rhythm so after two cycles that's ten weeks the idea of the review is simply to say 
Is there the sense of God flowing in this? Do, and what I'm looking for is, do I feel comfortable and equally comfortable? But sometimes you can simply sense something like, well, those four, it's great. But when I mention that fifth one, every time I just sort of stop and I have no sense of freedom at all. And in that situation, you've got a, a choice and you can either say, therefore, I'm going to take a couple of extra minutes and I'm going to concentrate on them and really spend some time focusing on crying them out, out to God for them. Or we can say, you're not cutting them out, forgetting about them. Uh, we don't have a bin to put them in, but we have a pending file to be revisited. And we say, maybe the timing is simply not quite right for that person or for those people. So I'm going to take them out and I'm going to put them in the pending file to be looked at again. And in a few weeks' time, when I'm doing a review, probably longer than five weeks, maybe ten weeks, um, I may say, let me just look again at my pending folder. Is there anybody sitting there? Maybe I should bring them back in and see if the timing is better now. So it's a little bit subjective, but it's being comfortable in, in what we're doing. As I was saying to you this afternoon, it's this business of um, walking by faith. We may get it wrong. We're, we're all learning in this stuff. We know that sometimes we'll, we'll get it right and sometimes we'll get it wrong. Um, and actually it's okay. It's all right to get it wrong. But we don't just cut them out and forget all about them. I think actually as well, there is an element of perseverance sometimes in this. And we can stop too soon. And one of the reasons we review is actually to train ourselves to look for the answers or to look for the developments because... So many of us who maybe have been prayers for years are used to just praying and actually not expecting to notice <laughs> and recognizing answers and beginning of answers. But review is a useful trigger to start to train our eyes to notice. Oh, I wonder whether that might be the early signs of a change. And so that's useful. I realise we haven't had the toilet story. Come on. It's sort of a bit out of place now, actually. Um, but anyway. Um, um, no, it's okay. It just really fits in, particularly with what Roy was saying this afternoon, about becoming the people that we should be, the kingdom people. Um, so not just functioning, oh, that's LHOP time, I'm doing LHOP stuff but becoming those people. And in this case, it was a really just about connecting. I was taking a team on a trip to um, Canterbury, and we stopped at Reading Service Station, and we had a flask in the car, and then three of us went into the loos. And as we went in, there's this lady been mopping the floor, and I don't know whether you're like this, but I was sort of tiptoeing across the floor, because I hate walking on somebody's newly done floor. So I apologised to her, said I'm really sorry, 
oh, don't worry about it, it's my job, I can do it again. And she was really miserable. And um, so we went to the loo. Um, Hilary came out first. And when I came out, Hilary was talking to this lady. And she was just bemoaning the fact that she must have about the worst job in the world. And uh, she was worried about Brexit because she was Portuguese. Um, and I just said to her, well, it might not be the most pleasant job, but goodness me, these are the cleanest toilets I've been in in my life. And they smell nice too. And she had a little bit of a smile. Um, and if you know what I mean, I wasn't in a hot mood. I wasn't in spiritual mode, although everything is. It's just becoming natural to wherever it's possible, encourage somebody and speak to them and connect with them. Um, so we were just encouraging her with this. And then the third member of the team came out of the loo. So we went, you know, we needed to go. Um, and I suddenly found I was hugging her. Now, I hadn't planned that. If I'd have thought about it, I probably wouldn't have done it. But it just happened. Uh, and it was quite amusing because Hillary said to me, did you see her face when you hugged her? Well, of course I didn't because my head's up that side and she was... And she, I said, why? What happened? Was it okay? And she said she had the broadest grin you have ever seen. So off we went, didn't think anything of it, got to the car. The, the other two then went into the toilets. When they came back, off we went to Canterbury, did what we were going to do. The next day... Um, Mavis says to me, I forgot to tell you about going to the toilets in Reading. I said, oh, I don't think we told you either. And I said, why, what happened when you went? And she said, well, I was sat on the toilet. And she said, all of a sudden, I hear this amazing singing. She said, I've never been in public loose and heard beautiful singing. And she said, I came out and there's this Portuguese lady singing. And uh, she said, I just said to her, that is so beautiful. You've really blessed me. And I thought, that's our lady. And do you know what I mean? It's so simple. And who knows what God's going to do with that. But she certainly, I mean, the depression and the misery had certainly gone. And I think we've got to learn to make it a way of life, actually. Um, yeah, that's it, really. Thank you, Daphne. That's so helpful. Really good. So just returning to questions. Questions? Yes. I give you what Daphne says. I think I've, I, used, I suffered 20 years with depression. I was so miserable. But I'll tell you what, I, I'm becoming quite the encourager. But one thing I will say was, like I said yesterday, when I prayed with that lady in Waitrose, I did, I did say, I bless you, and so I'm getting my head around it, but I just wanted to ask, the transition from speaking a blessing, I love a declaration, you know, I can declare myself into a good mood, because I had to learn to do it, and, and it works, I was just telling young lady here, and it works, you declare yourself like that woman, into a good mood, but, so when I said to that lady in Waitrose yesterday, can I be bold and pray for you? And then, and I said, you know, I bless you, Carla, in the name of Jesus. And then I went into a prayer. Yeah. So it's going from the transition of blessing from prayer. So, you know, mm. or do you just keep practicing? 
This is a very good question and I'm glad that you've brought it up because I think the Holy Spirit prompted this morning about this. We've got these well-worn grooves in our Christian habit, which is to pray. And in my case, a more recent revelation, which is to give a blessing. And sometimes we start off with the intention of uh, driving along the road to a blessing and kind of get into the groove of a, of a prayer instead. I, I did that literally with a car today. <laughs> Ended up in a different destination than I had intended. But so I'd love to invite either Roy or Daphne just to comment on this um, retraining or retracking of uh, how we proceed with this. Thank you. Uh, when you emphasize something uh, in any area of life, if you emphasize something, it's usually at the cost of something else. Um, and it can be the same, and it's a danger with blessing. It's really important that we have the, ba the, the balance, and that is that we do both. We pray and we bless. But we do need to just be a little bit careful that we don't get the two things mixed up. It is to do with us doing what we have been called to do as followers of Jesus. Not getting mixed up, asking God to do what we have been called to do. It's not his job now. It's our job. So we read in the New Testament that God has blessed us through Jesus Christ. He says he has blessed us by sending Jesus we know from Paul's writings, remember it says that we have been blessed with every spiritual blessing. Not we will be, but we have been. Our job is to release on earth the things that we've received. So I want to encourage you to keep praying and to keep blessing and actually to renew your mind by practice yeah. and by encouraging one another to keep both of those functioning and not just to drift out from one to the other. Um, we, we cease to, to be doing what we're supposed to be doing. So we can say, you know, if somebody's absent, we, absent, we can say, we, Father, would you, go out, would you stretch out your hand and bless that so-and-so? And we can also say, I'm using the word also, um, Mr. X, I bless you in the name of Jesus, so that the blessings of God may come upon you. So I've done both. But if I just drift into praying, I won't get out of praying. I will cease to bless. So it's at the expense of, of, of blessing. So I would just to say again, try and keep the both quite different, quite separate I'm sorry, keep the two very separate, sharpen your mind that they are different, that pronouncing blessing is doing what we are called to do but we still intercede for people, but we don't muddle it up, we do both I've got a quick question following from that 
just, yeah, we've had our group for about four or five years, and um, we do fall into bad habits of praying instead of blessing. Um, I was thinking next Monday, t- the next time we have a meeting, is that we just set aside some time to we actually bless, speak blessings over one another in the, in the Elahop. So that we just basically, to reinforce what we're doing now and then, just, and in fact I might use part of your DVD, which is the blessings bit with you and Daphne, but just to reinforce that as part of our LHOP, that we set aside time to bless one another. Um, this is maybe taking it a bit further. Um, in a church setting, when you're asked to say a prayer, this is to pray for the nations, for the church, and maybe for people who are not well. Um, I don't know whether this has been practiced yet, that, uh, or whether this is not the time to introduce a whole church and say, do both. You know, if you have a congregation and you're asked to lead prayers, would you um, slowly integrate blessings? I know it's not done yet, or is it best to wait for the body of that church to have the teaching? What What are your thoughts about I think I would say, like, if you're... If you're asked to pray for nations, I think it would be really good to speak a blessing in that context. Um, And if it's about healing, then we should be speaking to that illness anyway, you know, um, which is neither one or the other in a sense, is it? It's just taking authority. Um, And obviously, if there hasn't been teaching, people aren't going to totally get this. But I think people sense something, don't they? Because it is so powerful. And I think if it's then prayer for the church, again, it's both, but you could bless the church and the congregation and they will experience it before they perhaps understand where it all comes from. Do you think? Yes. Yes, of course you can. One second. Stephanie was saying over tea that you'd found it helpful to use some of Roy's printed blessing material initially. And so that could be one way of engaging a church without having to do lengthy training, but to provide and let it then be caught more than taught. I just got a a sort of slight heat in, in my chest. I've got a slight heat in my chest and I was looking at Roy this is a blessing on, on you two and I, I and I, the Lord must have said he said because I thought you're gold I looked and I thought you're gold and then God said they both are and oh I feel the Holy Spirit now whoa oh oh and and after both he kept saying both all the time like both pray and and bless both pray so it was like, that's all oh but <laughs> he, he, yeah yeah carol's just really demonstrated how to follow a prompting of the spirit in giving a blessing 
because you can walk up to somebody in your neighbourhood, at work, in the street, you just suddenly get a really positive thought about that person. And then you release it and God comes and proves that that was right and confirms it with that feeling. What a great feeling to be able to give away to our neighbours and our friends. Um, In a similar way, something like that happened this morning. Um, I went for a jog at Upton Country Park and I saw all the posters for the upcoming Upton Carnival. And I remembered that some years ago the organiser had emailed me. His name's Richard Tazewell. And he'd emailed me to say, I understand that you do blessings. Would you bless the carnival, that it would all be safe? And so on. So as I was jogging, I just felt the Holy Spirit say to me, he's a good man. So I prayed for him this morning, and then I walked in, and he's here. And I didn't know that. Or was it last night? It must have been last night. I I went for a walk. Yeah, it was Friday. I went for a walk, and that happened. Then he was here Friday night, and he was waiting to have a word with Roy and Daphne. And he started to talk to me. He said, I don't suppose you know who I am. I said, I do. You're, You're that Richard. And God says, you're a good man just like that and he said well would you bless me and I was able from that to give him a blessing so sometimes it's just a simple phrase like they're gold or you're a good man and it's fun to partner with that isn't it and lovely to receive so we're nearing a time to close and I've brought this little visual aid with me to give us a final thought to take away and maybe share in our LHOP groups. In one of the chapters of Roy's new book, The Way of Blessing, there's a paragraph where he asks the question, what size is your canvas? In the context of what can you dream and believe is possible as a result of a community of believers releasing blessing. What size of thing could you imagine happening? Could we imagine a little improvement? Maybe I started there. I'd just like to get to know my neighbours was my first step. Or are we beginning to believe and dream and pray and bless a bit bigger? I'm not talking geographically. I'm talking in terms of impact. I really wanted to bring a third really big canvas, but there is one hanging on the wall over there, that beautiful painting of the girl with the leaves in her hair. And Mandy, who painted that, chose a really big canvas. And she had a dream that this young lady that uh, she'd been praying for 
would be healed of a, I believe it was a tumour in the brain. And she painted a prophetic painting of the river where the trees, by the side of the river, the leaves are for the healing of the nations. And so she took a big canvas for a big dream, a big impact. And so in just bringing these little canvases along today, I'd like us to perhaps finish with this thought. What size is the canvas of my expectation uh, of impact? Of what could happen in a workplace or a neighborhood or a cafe or a town when we just consistently do what we're called to do, which is to release blessing everywhere we go as a habit and so on. So thank you so much for coming today. I hope that you've enjoyed it and that it's enthused you or equipped you further in some way. Please feel free to keep in contact. You have my email, I believe. And um, if you haven't, I'd be happy to give that to you. And I'm here to try and uh, facilitate and support us as we go forward. How about we finish by blessing one another and then we go? Because it would be good to practice it, wouldn't it? I've picked this blessing and then I would especially ask you to bless someone from an area that you're not from. Let's go over and find somebody. So, uh, say, let me bless you where you are. Here's a good example blessing, though, if you didn't know quite where to begin. In Psalm 60, no, 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 67. May God be gracious to you and bless you. And make his face shine upon you. That your ways, that his ways may be known in the earth. That's the purpose of us being blessed. That his ways could be known in the earth. And your salvation known in this nation. May God bless you. That you may shine. That his ways would be known. And that salvation would come to this nation. Amen. Amen. So let's take a moment to find someone to bless. And then we will, having given thanks to both Roy and Daphne for their contribution, make our weary way home. (laughs) Thank you.
There's one last thing that I forgot to mention, uh, so I'm waving this furiously, which is that on the last Friday of the month, oh, I think people are still crying. Okay, I'll try again. (laughs) If you would like more worship times, more experience of the Holy Spirit. We're doing a one-off worship encounter night here at the end of the month. I'll leave the details up on the notice board. And a team from Catch the Fire London will be coming down uh, to minister that evening. So that will be a really encouraging time and you would be welcome. Yes, the 28th of April. July. July.